Are you struggling to create engaging content for your B2B brand? Let Podcast Town help. Our expert services will help you develop a successful content marketing strategy, making your brand stand out and increase revenue. With our guidance, you'll create quality content that resonates with your audience and builds brand loyalty. Visit our website at podcasttown.net to learn more and to get started today. We help you launch, grow, and maximize. Are you a business owner or entrepreneur looking to take your business skills to the next level? Then you're in the right place. Welcome to the Enterprise Now Show. Prepare to be inspired, motivated, and transformed. And now, your host, LZ Flinnard. Can I get it? Oh, yeah. What's up, Enterprisers? Welcome to episode 79 of the Enterprise Now podcast, where we educate, motivate, inspire, and transform business owners and entrepreneurs into success. That is what we do. We help folks launch, grow, and maximize. In this episode, I talk with Gerald Jones of Buy Black Podcast. Gerald is the voice behind Buy Black Podcast, a project that is the opening drive toward accomplishing his life's mission. We talk about building your brand, entrepreneurship, and how to smash it when it comes to your core values. I know you can't wait to get into this content, but before we dig in, here's a short message from our sponsors. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal, and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal, or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com slash enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com slash enow. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. eNow Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. All right, Gerald. Can I get an oh yeah? Oh yeah. <laughs> awesome. Awesome. First of all, man, let me let me just say thank you for taking the time out of your of your day to to talk with me, to chat with me. Uh, if there's one thing that gets me up in the morning and gets me excited and have this smile that I have on my face right now, it's talking with folks like you, folks who are passionate folks who are inspired and folks who are uh, go-getters, who are tenacious, they're entrepreneurs, they're business owners, they're people who um, are the, the type of folks that just go out there and get stuff done. So I'm super excited to kind of dig in and learn more about you and where you are, how you got to where you are and where you're going. 
And one question that I always ask right at the, the top of the show is for you to tell us about yourself. Now, when I say that, feel free to go all the way back to the day you were born, or you can start current day. Tell us about yourself. All right, man. Well, I'll, I'll tie in some some old stuff and some new stuff. So my name is Gerald Jones. Um, I live in Omaha, Nebraska from Little Rock, Arkansas. And um, a little bit about me. Uh, I grew up in what I would call to be a um, kind of a privileged lifestyle. I had my mom and my dad both uh, in the house. Uh, neither of them had, had a college degree, but they both worked their butt off to take care of me. I was the only kid. And so you know, they they put me through private schools all the way up till high school, where I um, begged them to let me go to a public school. Um, you know, got to play all the sports, got to do Boy Scouts, got to you know just have that two parent lifestyle. Um, um, but also, you know, being only child, I was kind of you know spoiled and full of myself a little bit too. Um, but but in that, you know, my my mom and my dad shaped who who I became. Um, and then I also talk about, and I may come back to this later. I also talk about the fact that when I was growing up, I had uh, I had my mom and my dad, but I had about a dozen uh, dads, I, whether they were at church or coaches or, you know, just I had about a dozen good men in my life who I could always look up to in this direction or that to kind of give me direction and to emulate and who I wanted to be. So uh, I grew up in that environment, uh, turned, turned, actually not even turned. I was still 17, joined the Marine Corps. Um Joined the Marine Corps Reserve because uh, I had a scholarship to go to college. Did the Marine Corps thing. Uh, it was in 2000. Um, thought I was going to be in the reserves, wear this nice, cool uniform. The girls are going to love it. I'll go play in the woods once a month, shoot guns, do all that kind of stuff. You know, it's all great. It's Clinton world, right? Never going to actually have to do anything with this. And then nine months later, towers come falling down and the whole world changed. And it's like, wow, like I joined the Marines. Okay, guess guess that's what this is. So, um, so I spent those, those that first decade, um, you know, doing my reserve thing, um, doing the Marine Corps thing whenever they called upon me. You know, go to Iraq and and do this, that, and the other. Um, uh, living kind of a a retail salesperson's life, and I was really good at doing that. It's really good at being a, a, a retail sales guy. Um, but then eventually, uh, I found my wife. And we got married and it was time for me to grow up. And and at that point, the only skills I really had was the ability to sell and the ability to do military stuff. So um, I kind of took those and took an opportunity to go overseas and, and do a job that I thought I'd be able to come back and get a better job from. And that worked out. Uh, got a job in 2011 with the company I'm with now. Uh, teaching people uh, how to do the job that I had done overseas. And I've been with that company for the last seven, uh, seven years. It'll be here in January um, being a, a consultant, whether that be in uh, instructional design, uh, training facilitation, and, and now even just performance consulting within, uh, within military units, helping them perform more efficiently. Um, so the last seven years, that's been, that's been my life is, is working as a consultant, uh, with a, a major company that works with the government. And um, then over the last year, getting to where I am right now, um, July 5th, 2016, um, when Alton Sterling was, uh, was gunned down in Baton Rouge, and then the very next day when Philando Castile was, was shot up in Minneapolis, 
And those two videos just were, I mean, they were just pushed in front of our faces. Um, that more than any of the previous events that happened really had an impact on me. And it happened to be at a time where I just finished my college degree, like literally in May, I just finished my bachelor's degree in business administration and I was out of projects, but I knew, you know, I was at a point where I need, I wanted to go do something. I wanted to figure out what my purpose was. Um, because now I kind of felt empowered to do that. Before that, I felt kind of trapped of, I only have a certain set of skills and I have no degree. So if I leave these guys, I got nothing. But I finished the degree. I felt like I had, you know, I was on a roll to be able to create something on my own. Those events happened. And, and I knew at that point, I was like, I can't keep just focusing on my family. There is there is a lot that the black community needs that we are not getting that I feel like I have skills and the personality to be able to affect something. I don't know what. And so those were kind of the catalysts for me to say, I need to start my own project. I need to start my own business, but I don't know anything about entrepreneurship. So how do I do this? And so it started over the next couple of months, me listening to podcasts. I found a podcast called Black Entrepreneur Blueprint. It's hosted by a guy named Jay Jones. And he listening to him really sparked a fire in me of, I can do this. So, um, yeah, over the last year, I've just been trying different projects and things in order to figure out this whole entrepreneurship thing. And it started just as simple as I didn't know how to do an LLC. Right. You know, you hear these terms, but if nobody teaches you or shows you how to set up an LLC, how to set up the different options for taxes and what's the difference between in this state and that state, you just kind of learn it. So so I, I, I did that. I was like, all right, well, I'll set up an LLC. Um, and then I started getting into different projects and I listened to a podcast that talked about retail arbitrage and, you know, going out to clearance racks, buying stuff and then throwing it up on Amazon or eBay and making a profit on it. And I was like, okay, that seems pretty simple. That's a, that's a good starting point. So I started doing that. And then I was like, oh man, I got to account for all this. I got shipping costs. I got tax costs. I got all these kind of things. I found a program online, a little, uh, a free program that I could put on my desktop to manage all of that. And, and the whole setup was like a, it was a, you know, it was a balance sheet. And so now I'm, I'm learning how to balance my books in a business and I've got this LLC set up. Yeah. It's only bringing in a couple thousand dollars a month, but I'm learning the process of how to be an entrepreneur. And in doing that, I was, okay, this is making me money, but that's not my mission. I need to figure out how I can, um, how I can create some effective change for the black community in the United States. I just want to be a part of this awakening that we have, that we're seeing our power and that we are meant to be here to be something more than what this nation ha has kind of cast us as. I want to be a part of that because I feel like I can, but I couldn't figure out what to do. Um, but I had these podcasts that I'm listening to and I'd gotten this really nice microphone because I had been making some videos online. And uh, so I was like, I need to do a podcast, but I don't want to be the one talking all the time. Got to interview people. Who am I going to interview? I have no idea who I'm going to interview. Um, and then I, I reconnected with a friend of mine that I'd grown up with in church on Facebook. I went to her page. Just You know how you go. It's like reconnect with a friend. You see what they've been up to. She had all these Black-owned businesses that she had just researched and that she was just posting information about them on her page. Nobody told her or asked her to do it. She wouldn't get paid to do it. She was just passionate about getting exposure for Black-owned businesses. And I was like, that's it. I can create a podcast that's designed to get exposure for black owned businesses. 
And so that's what I did. I created a podcast called Buy Black back in uh, July. I actually launched it on July 5th on purpose. And, and over the last few months, I've just been working on building this podcast that is going to be my mission. It, that's going to be the core of, of the business that I create, I guess, around myself. Um, and I'm using that platform, one, to, to build an audience for me, of course, but really to create a free location for black businesses to be able to come spend 30 minutes to an hour with me just talking about their business exclusively. And then the people listening to me, I promote them to go find that business. To me, that was the that was the thing that I could do because it, it doesn't cost them anything to come see me. It doesn't cost customers, anybody, anything to go find them. It's just, hey, I eat the cost of the platform. And as the audience grows, more eyes are getting to these businesses, more dollars can flow to them. And, and that's feeding towards my larger mission of really increasing our own economic power as a black community in the United States. So um, I, long and short, a lot of stuff left out of there, but that's kind of how I got to be where I'm at right now. Awesome. One of the, of the things that, that I know about podcasting is uh, the successful podcasts are mission driven, right? It's, it's those podcasts or podcasters who have a, a really deep and um, authentic connection to why they're podcasting. I've seen podcasters come, I've watched them go because podcasting is work. It, it takes time. It takes effort. There's a learning curve and, and you know, and you have to really, um, if you're going, if you're going to be excellent or successful at it, it takes work and it, and it's a lot of work. So I've seen people uh, launch podcasts and then they go away because they realize, um, after some time in, okay, it's very hard to monetize and, you know, it's difficult to get attention, to stand out from the crowd and et cetera, et cetera, et cetera. But what I found is that the, the podcasters who are, are mission driven, they're doing this because uh, they're passionate about it, are the ones that have the, the real uh, staying power. So I think definitely you're on the right track because there's the, there's a mission there and there's a passion. I can see it, you know, and that's the reason why I like to to do a podcast uh, over, over Skype because I can really get uh, the, the emotion emotional side of, of, of the, the person who I'm talking to. So I definitely recognize that in you right away. So um, one thing that, that I, I'd like to know, uh, Gerald, is um, what's your superpower? So I, I saw that question and I thought through it and I feel like I've got two, two superpowers. Um, so one of them is tied to something that I really don't like about myself. Um, and I say that because I'm, I'm an introverted person. I don't like to spend time with people. I like to spend time alone or with my, my family, my small group of people. Um, but so a while back when I was still in college, we did this, um, you probably heard of it, this strengths quest, um, kind of survey thing It's through Gallup and it's extremely in depth and it tells you like what your five strengths are. And it starts from your highest strength to your, to down to the fifth. And my number one strength was relator, uh, which basically means, you know, I can connect with people on a deeper level than just what's on the surface. And I can relate to their story and I can, you know, I can build strong, real, meaningful relationships with people. And I'm like, don't tell me that. I don't I, I don't want to be around people. That's that's not my thing. But it's true. Um, when I interact with people, I've got this kind of intuitive way of being able to tell not only what they're openly saying and not only what their body language is saying, but what they really mean behind it, like the, the underlying current of, of what their motivations are. 
And then being able to pull that out and apply that when I help them accomplish whatever they're accomplishing. Um, I use that a lot when I'm consulting because, you know, you your client is going to tell you what it is that is on the surface and their body language is going to tell you what they're feeling. But in the words they're telling you, there's going to be a theme of what's most important to them. And if you miss that and you give them guidance that goes against that because you were just listening to what was on the surface, you can really break down the relationship. One of my superpowers is really being able to to interact with somebody and understand their motivations and then translate that into, I guess, an empathy in the way that I relate to them to help them achieve what they really want um, for for themselves or for their company or for or whatever. Um, and I say that in a business sense, but it's also the same way with my friends and my family. It's just um, I, I I'm able to pick up on the things that are below the surface that they're saying, but they're not really saying. But if you're paying attention, it's really it'll tell you what their motivations are. So the other thing, the other superpower that I have is that I can take extremely complex ideas and I can break them down. And this goes back to relating. I can break them down into the elements that then I can relate to other people in a way that they can ingest it and apply it and then get the complex idea and be able to act on it. Uh, and, and that's just something, I mean, like I said, I'm, I teach, uh, I'm a training facilitator, I'm an instructional designer. And a lot of what I've done is taking really complex things breaking out those elements of it, putting it in a format that people can actually ingest and use and and be successful, beyond successful. I make experts. Forgive my cockiness, but sometimes I'm like that. Um, but I'm I'm really good at that. There's 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 complex things that some people um they get them, but they don't know how to convey them to other people. I get them and know how to break them down and get them to other people so they can use them. And that is one of the things that has always set me apart from from other folks that I've worked with in different in different arenas. Gotcha. So you're you're successful, right? And successful people think a certain way. They have a mindset. They have a way that they operate. What are some of your keys to success? So for me, the key the number one key, actually, let me, the thing I always go back to, the number one key to success for me and what I feel like for other people is that you have to look at yourself as if you were a business and as if you were a brand. And just like you said before about podcasts that have a mission, you've got to know your mission, your vision, and you've got to know your core values and they have to be written down. You've got to look hard at yourself and say, what would my best self look like? Because you're not always going to live up to those core values. But if you can look at them and say, this is who I want to be on my best day, then you can always ask yourself, is what I'm doing now in line with that? And then you have a baseline to modify your behavior instantly in the moment. You can be on the way to making a bad decision or a poor decision or, or just be on the fence. And you can ask yourself, does this align with my core values? Yes or no. And if they do, okay, I'm on the right track. I'll do this. If not, now you got a decision make. Am I going to intentionally do something that I know is against my core values or am I going to go with my core values? And if you choose to go with those core values, you'll never go wrong. And that also ties back to knowing your mission and having a vision for what you expect the future to look like. Because if you figure out why you're on this earth, 
and what it is you feel like God, or if you believe in something else or nothing, um, what you were put on this earth to do, if you have a picture of that and you understand everything I do should be leading towards accomplishing this mission, then you'll never have a wasted day. The only thing at that point is, what's the most efficient way for me to get there? How do I learn these lessons? Who can I help along the way? But you know why you're here. And the vision is always going back to, you know, is the thing I'm doing now getting me closer to that goal? If you have those three things in line for yourself, core values, mission, and vision, and you treat yourself as if you were a company, because no good company doesn't have those. And there's a reason for it, because that is your conscience. That's the thing that you can look to and say, either we should do this or we shouldn't. People can't be successful and just float through life wondering what direction they should be going. You've got to sit down and really take stock of who you are and who you want to be as your best self and what you think that you're here to do. And you make that plan. And at the very least, that gives you a starting point. You may figure out that you have to vector from that, but at least you're already going in a direction and you're not just bouncing all around trying to figure out what life is supposed to be. That That's my number one key to success. If you had to meet anyone in the world, who would it be and what would you say to them? Also a great question. And mine, absolutely hands down, is going to be Malcolm X. Um, he is my personal hero. And the thing about him that makes him stand apart from everybody else is his focus on the Black community learning to love itself before ever being worried about what anybody else thinks about it, before we ever worry about what anybody else thinks about us. We need to learn to take care of ourselves. We need to defend ourselves, our families, our communities, and we have the God-given right to do that. And if we teach our children, we educate ourselves with love, we take care of each other with love, then it's just a matter of, okay, now we can go and worry about fighting off racism and any other things that are that are trying to hold us down. But we first have to love ourselves actively and, and take ownership of that. And so that's what makes him stand apart for me. And the thing that I would ask him or, or say to him, it would definitely be, I can't really say that I'd ask him anything in particular because I would just want to sit down and listen to him. I don't even I don't even have anything I want to say to him. It's just, can I be in the room while you are being you? Because at that point, I don't I don't it's not about hearing the words you're saying. I want to see how you interact with the world around you, because everything about him always showed intelligence, eloquence and a demand for respect from anybody, regardless of who it was. He would not kowtow. He would he wouldn't he would never lower himself to make somebody else feel more comfortable. You had to be comfortable with who he was if you were going to be in his presence or you just had to squirm. But he was going to be that guy. I would just want to be in his presence and watch and learn how how he was him, because that's that's the persona that I see that that I want to put out to the world. For me, I think there's a lot of power in, in who he was. 
Gotcha. That's an excellent, excellent choice. I think um, part of, of my fascination and uh, appreciation really for um, podcasting is the fact that, you know, the information, the motivation and the, the conversations that, that we have are going to be here. Right. Even when I'm not, it's evergreen. Right? It, it's Absolutely. still going to be here. So for, for me, um, it, it's, it's, it's close to my heart because I, I have a passion for, uh, for motivating, inspiring and educating people about business, about entrepreneurship and about economics. Right. Because, uh, the, the world and uh, our lives are impacted by those things. No matter where you look, if this pen that I'm holding in my hand to take notes, there's a business behind that. Uh, the microphone mm-hmm. I'm speaking into, there's a business behind that. Everywhere you look, there's a business behind it. So, so my passion, my intent, and my goal is to uh, to use that passion to educate, motivate, to motivate, and to inspire folks to. To understand, if if you're not running a business, you should um, own a business. Now, owning a business does not necessarily mean you are the one that's uh, in the business and and making the the decisions day to day. So, part of my job is to help change people's mindsets to understand that ownership is not just um, you owning the business uh, as the sole owner. It's investing in businesses. It's owning a piece of this business or a piece of that business or, or a combination of the two. So it's expanding um, how we think and what we think and and how we view um, ourselves, both, um, as you mentioned earlier, viewing ourselves as a brand, right? If you are, right. are made to be an employee, be self-aware enough to understand that, but know that you're a brand. You're providing a service to that company and you need to market your brand. You need to advertise your brand and you need to, to close deals. It, it's the same thing. The only difference is you only have one customer, right? So every single day. Well, well, even with that though, it's even, it's even not internally that you only have one customer, especially in my world. You know, I have cultivated my brand within my company such that there are so many people who I've worked with over seven years in my company who are in so many different places now, both inside and outside of the company that know me that you know they now obviously they know the company i work for but they know me and the specific thing that you get when when you get me and so that leads to you being asked to be on projects by name that leads to you being called into certain meetings because they want your perspective by name even when you're inside of a company and you're cultivating your own brand that brand even the company itself, the company doesn't know you from Adam, but the people in that company, those people, each one of them is a potential partner, client, whoever that might be. So whoever and, and whoever you're dealing with brand wise, right, it doesn't matter whether that's somebody that you're managing or somebody who's managing you or a peer. Every single person you interact with, you are you are portraying your brand to them. Um, One, one of the things that has been said about a brand that I internalize. People argue with me over it, but um, I don't know where I heard this, but, but he said, your brand is what people say about you when you're not in the room to hear it. You know, that, that is what your brand is. You don't have control over your brand. You can't tell somebody what your, your brand should be. They learn what your brand is because of your core values, your mission, your vision, and the way that you live that. 
and the way that you affect them, the way that they feel when they hear your name and they or they see you, that's your brand. And and so even within a company, you're building your own brand because eventually, you know, like for me, when I when I eventually am am a complete business owner, no longer working for anybody else, all those relationships that I've built over the years with folks that I've worked with. Those are still going to be very important relationships. The brand that I've left on those people about me is going to be very important for me as an independent business owner, just as much as it is currently as, as what I call an entrepreneur in the company that I'm in. So um, e- even then, even as a, as a day-to-day employee, if you are not building your brand with every single person you interact with in such a way that they get to know, like, and trust you, then you're doing it wrong. Well said. Well said. On um, on that note, uh, Gerald, we're going to wrap things up, but um, I never like to let folks get away without giving the enterprisers, as what I call my listeners, at least one actionable tip to improve their lives or their businesses today. So one actionable tip. I will keep it at one. But that tip is going back to what I said earlier. Sit down with yourself where it is very quiet and if you have never actually figured out what your core values are, those things that are unmovable, non-optional, that define who you are as a person, sit down and figure those things out and write them down for yourself. Uh, now, speaking on that, core values, people just use one word, right? They use an adjective, a core value, this, that, and the other, blah, blah, blah. That's, to me, that's crap excuse my half language, right? But to me, a core value isn't an adjective. It's not a word like integrity and honesty, this, that, and the other. Core values have to be actionable. You know, I, I've got seven core values in uh, in my life, and every single one of them is an action. For example, um, you know, love people and lead with your heart. That's one of my core values, because that's an action. Loving somebody isn't something that you do passively. I have to actively love people. And when I'm leading, I lead from my heart, right? Build strength through diversity. That's an action. It's not, oh, diversity is no. Build your strength by talking and interacting with people and learning from folks who are different from you in every single way. Those those are how core values should be written. They should inform the way that you behave in every situation. Sit down identify your core values, and then start living those. And you will be amazed at the change that's going to happen in your life immediately. Gerald, what's the best way that people can reach out if they want to connect with you? The best way for people to get in contact with me is to email me at gerald at buyblackpodcast.com. That's G-E-R-A-L-D at buyblackpodcast.com. There's also a contact form and a contact page on buyblackpodcast.com, my website, where you can find all forms of resources, all the content from my show, as as well as a blog that we have starting as well. So lots of great information there. And then finally, and most importantly, uh, the best contact that you can have with me long term is going to be to download my apps. So I've actually got a standalone app for the podcast on Apple and Android And through those apps, not only can you get access to all of the podcast episodes, you also get additional bonus content that I don't release to any of my other platforms except directly to the app and also right inside the app. 
you can call my phone. You can call directly to my cell phone straight from that app. So uh, if you download my app, either from Apple or Android, long term, that's going to be the absolute best way for you to ingest Bible Like Podcast and to connect with me. Thank you so much for taking the time out to talk with us. Um, I know that there are about a hundred things that you could be doing right now, but you chose to uh, to spend some time with us. So uh, for that, we appreciate that and we appreciate you. Uh, I appreciate the golden nuggets is what I like to call them that you have uh, shared with us in this in this um, this episode. So um, enterprisers, go right now. Sit down and write down your mission, your vision, and your core values. If you have to put this episode on pause and repeat and loop that part, do that today. That's absolutely phenomenal uh, advice and information and and tips. So go out there, do that today. Um, Thank you guys for supporting us. We would not be able to be here without you. We could not do what we do without you guys. So thank you. Thank you. Thank you. And we will talk with you guys next week. Financing is a critical part of starting or growing a business. If you need financing for your business, Credit Line One is number one for business, personal and real estate credit lines. Credit Line One offers no upfront cost financing for your business, personal or real estate needs. Head over to creditlineone.com slash enow to get started. That's creditlineone.com slash enow. Seems everyone is podcasting these days. But if you want to do it right and stand out from the crowd, you need to contact Enterprise Now. eNow Podcast Solutions is second to none in providing best-in-class customer service and delivering top-quality podcast production. Podcast editing can be time-consuming and tedious. You're a podcaster. That's what you do best. Let us do the dirty work for you. Besides, it's what we do best. Then all you have to do is your awesome show. We can help with basic editing, mixing, promotion, delivery, tagging, and pro editing. Whatever you need, we can do it for you. Check us out and see all the ways we can make your podcast sound amazing and professional. Visit enterprise-now.biz slash production. What a fantastic episode. Hey, listen, I want to know something. What is the top concern that you have in your business? Is it sales? Is it marketing? Is it finance? Operations? Shoot me an email, mayor at podcasttown.net. I want to start a conversation around these areas of business and how we can work together and help each other shine even brighter.